Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, millennials, confidants, entrepreneurs, and we are the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? The podcast, a life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And every week we're going to tackle a new topic and a new bottle of wine. New bottle of vino. And Mm -hmm. today we are talking about Periods. Periods Periods 2.0, and we will get into that a little bit later. But Natalie, what are we drinking first? Today, we are drinking the Maryvale Cab from 2016. I love a cab. You know what's interesting is, uh, so like Napa Valley cabs are kind of like the thing, right? And I've never been into cabs. I've loved them because my boyfriend and I, we really only drink reds, and that is our red of choice. You guys both love cat because I'm a Pinot gal. I love Pinots. Pinot and Bordeaux, I'm like into. Okay. So. Ooh, uh, we always have to pass it. You guys can't see us, but we're we have to pass it across this like long table, and then you gotta hit that ASMR. So Maryvale, this is a fitting wine because um, we were actually sent this by Laurence Schlatter. Thank you, Laurent. She is an all-around wine queen. Ooh, okay. love a wine queen. She's a, and then I was thinking about this, and I actually had to look it up because I thought, what is her actual like title? Mm-hmm. And she said in an interview that I read that she doesn't have a title. She just does whatever she needs. She's just a boss. She's just a straight boss. Also, she's she's one of these people who is the most beautiful person you've ever seen and you're like you just want to hate her but she's the nicest she also speaks like five languages triple whammy and she's she's from switzerland she's just the best super fitting for our period because this is a female centric episode we've got a girl boss behind this wine Okay, let's cheers to a girl boss, a wine boss. A wine boss, and cheers to a... (laughs) Cheers to a great episode. Cheers to a great episode. Buckle up, friends, because we've got a lot of information for you guys today. We do. We do. Um, Natalie, how are you liking my hair? I am loving your hair. So Corinne's been on a hair journey. A natural hair journey. A natural hair journey. So at the beginning, it was New Year's Eve. We were all at dinner. And you had announced you were doing the big chop. Yeah, so let me clarify that to a lot of people. So a lot of people might not know, but in the African-American community, um, a lot of women straighten their hair or actually chemically straighten their hair with something that's called a relaxer because obviously um, straight hair has been the normalized beauty standard for Mm -hmm. so long. And so embracing your natural curls is something that's really new to the African-American community and maybe in the last few years has gained popularity. And so the big chop is when African-American women cut their hair to restart their growth and only have curly hair don't have any more of their straight ends if you've been straightening hair for a long time your hair gets really straight because you have to cut it to the point where there's no like chemical relaxer on no it yeah and i've never had um a relaxer i maybe did when i was like six mm-hmm. but i i did straighten my hair for a very long time mm-hmm. and so i have a lot of heat damage um but i also have a lot of curly hair so i'm actually not a candidate for the big chop because 
I do have enough healthy hair to maintain. Yeah. But I've been growing it out for like months. Yeah. I'm on month three right now. And I just did a twist out, which if you guys don't know, it's basically taking like styling cream and like twisting your hair at night and then in the morning unraveling it kind of in these like curly waves. I'm just learning how to do it. it. But I I think it turned out okay. This is the best one. I've never worn one outside. And this is my first time. Also when you did the Bantu knots. I loved that on you. No, you liked how the Bantu knots looked when they were on my head. No, I liked them both ways. No, I Natalie, thought they looked sick on your head. But they looked really cool on my head. And then I took them out and I looked at pictures the other day and I was like, oh, they were not right. I thought it was cute. I'll show you a picture again and you'll be like, <gasps> okay, you can't wear that outside. Okay. But anyways, if anyone else is on a natural hair journey or wants to know more about that, I can talk about it because it is definitely a process and yeah. there's ups and downs. And you've really enjoyed it though. I've really found a she community. actually had to um she had to tell me to tell her to stop buying products. When you first start, you get kind of product <laughs> overload, and I've like every spent day. hundreds of dollars in products. <laughs> products, but it's fine. Have you tried um Tracy Ellis Ross's line? I have not because she has one for girls mm. specifically for. I should get into that. Yeah, it has to be all not all natural, sulfate free, which I'm sure she already knows. Yeah, but. It is a journey that a lot of women are on right now. And so I feel proud to be a part of it and embracing my heritage and my curls and all of that right now. And I love it. And you look so pretty. Thank you. But Yay. let's get in. Not talking about hair upstairs, but hair downstairs. Just kidding. Uh, uh, let's <laughs> talk about periods 2.0. Oh, I'm so excited for this episode. Yeah, let's talk. So why why did we choose this? So, Okay. We chose this because women get the period talk or whatever in fifth grade. Yes. Your Why health? fifth grade? Well, that's when you kind of get your period. <laughs> I know, but like, who decided? Because also, it was like, I know girls and boys, like, we split up. Yeah, did you do that too? Yeah, we also, did you do, did you do this? Um, we, <laughs> we had to learn about, like, their sex organs. Yes. And we had a quiz with male genitalia, and then it had, like, you had Scrotum. to label it. And yeah, like yeah. shaft. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's the right term, shaft, but I think you had to. It might be. <laughs> Who knows? And I remember being mortified having to do that. It was horrible. Yeah. What a time. Fifth grade. Fifth Jesus. grade. But needless to say, you don't really get an update beyond that. You no. kind of have to, you get the fifth grade chat and then you sort of have to just figure it out. Yeah. And it's been what, like 16 years since <laughs> you and I have had that talk. And I yeah. feel like the modern woman has evolved so much since then. And yes. I feel like we need to update the period talk for the like 21st century girl with all of these new modern products. and So much has changed. Yeah. And we've learned a lot about periods since I was yes. 10 years old. Isn't that crazy? It's just crazy as to what we're going to learn. That we, like, don't know shit about. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And also, I think when we were talking about this episode, I realized that I had a lot of questions that I don't even really know the answers to, which is insane. Yeah. About our own bodies. About our own bodies. Yeah. So anyways, that's what we're going to get into. We're going to talk about feminine wellness products, new ones, updates. We're going to do some unanswered questions. We're going to talk about pain management, what's normal, what's not normal. We're going to get into it all. I'm very, very excited. So let's start first with 
female wellness products for the 21st century gal. I feel like in fifth grade, the only thing that we were taught were like pads ugh, and liners and tampons. And yeah. of course, like hearing the horror story of TSS and like. I was, oh, the minute I heard about, and I used to read like Seventeen magazine. And it would always have an article about some girl that lost her leg. There was that one girl too. Remember her? Yeah, like, of course. She was the girl. The girl. Or and it's like you sleep for like twelve hours, and it's like oh, and then she just like died. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrific. Yes. It was really really scary. And then also, I feel like <laughs> when we were talking about this, you learn about you know how to put a pad on and how to put a liner on, and then like. The whole tampon thing, I learned, we both learned, I think, from the American, American Girl <laughs> book. The American Girl doll book. I can Taught literally that. see that illustration in my head of like her sitting on the toilet yes. and then you just like see her insides too. Yes. And she had this little smile on her face, like, like she was just loving it. Comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how did a whole generation of women who are currently, you know, in their late 20s, 30s right now, Learn how to put a tampon in from a an illustration in an American Girl doll book. It was my, my mom like put it in the drawer next to the like bathroom and like I had this whole like period drawer yeah. where I could like you know in my private time read this book <laughs> and right? I really did. And then remember the the like um, breast page with like the yes, buds. The t- <laughs> yeah, like how like they develop. Yes. Oh, I would, I'd be like, oh, I'm in stage two. Oh, I had to reference that all the time. But what happened to me, unfortunately, is one day I was a two, and then the next day I was a fucking 11. Okay? Just full-blown double D overnight. And I was like, well, I don't know what happened here. Yeah. Well, I, so, yeah, again, I feel like that was kind of our introduction to, like, female wellness products. And, I mean, I don't even think those really fully worked because we have a mutual friend who did not know how to put a tampon in. Did not know how to put a tampon in for a very long time. And then we were at school one day and she was like, you know, these are so uncomfortable, you know, like, how can you walk around all day like this? And, and I'm like, why do I have to change it every four minutes? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, you shouldn't feel it at all. Yeah. And, um, I think it's not in right. Yeah. And she was. And she's like, no, I do it normal. And then it was like, nope, that's not how you do it. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's hanging halfway. It was hanging halfway out. <laughs> A very close friend of ours who will remain nameless. But yeah, so even, you know, when we were given these talks, they weren't very productive. And we just, you kind of have to figure it out along the way. So we're, and I feel like we've learned a lot since then. And there's been an update in products. Yes. So actually, I want to talk about the first product that was not, if it was around 10 years ago, I didn't ever see it. I'm sure it must have been, but it was not mainstream as it is today. And that is the menstrual cup. The menstrual cup. The menstrual cup. So this is like the diva cup. There's like several. There's um, different brands of it. Several brands. Now, I've actually never used one. I've also never used one, but. We have friends that love. We have friends that love the diva cup and love their menstrual cups. And so we figured that this is a product that is great for again the 21st century gal. Yes, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try it eventually. I don't know why I'm so like. Ooh. I will say Natalie said she was gonna try it for this episode and then chickened out. I didn't chicken out. You didn't chicken out. No. You want know what happened? They boarded up CVS. Okay. You know we're in World War Three. So 2020. <laughs> Fair enough. I couldn't get one. So, so anyways. I'm going to just, let's break it down a little bit. So a menstrual cup is made out of 100% medical grade silicone. 
They're BPA chemical and latex free, which is obviously very important. A lot of people have latex allergies Mm -hmm. and you do not want that inside of you. So basically how it works, and this is what we've learned. We've learned this. We've researched this. I haven't actually done this, but apparently you squeeze it, sort of like flatten it. Yeah. You put it in. And you shouldn't feel it, but there's a little stem at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's sort of like the string on a tampon. That's what you can pull like actually out. tug and pull it out. Mm-hmm. And what is in what's intriguing to me about them is that you can wear them the whole day, right? For like wear twelve like hours. A tampon you can wear for like forty-eight hours, right, or something like that. I think it's four like, to eight, not yeah, forty-eight. Just forty-eight whole hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's <no>. TSS. <laughs> that's how you get it. No, I think it's eight hours is kind of like where they say you should take it out. Take it yeah, out. Yeah. So this is that does add a lot of time into your day. And yeah. yeah. Also, I think if you're like if you're working all day, it's just it might be nice to just put it in and then just at the end of the day you just take it out. Okay, but let's can we just stop there because. The thing that I think people need to know is that when you take it out, you are taking... There is... It's a bloodbath. It is very visual. (laughs) I think it's a little bit more visual than tampons and pads. Like, I do think you're dumping it out. Yeah. Um, I think that might be where I'm just like... But you know, I kind of like... This is so gross. Just wondering how much... I feel like it might be, like, satisfying. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. To, like... Like, in those or, weird, satisfying yeah, ways. Yeah, where it's like, or also to see, like, how much. I'd be interested. I know. I okay, we're going to try it we're for an try episode. It. Um, and so the other thing is, unlike tampons or anything, you have to wash. So it's not like you throw this thing away. You reuse it. So you want to wash it with a mild, unscented, oil-free soap. I don't know if you know, like, um, Dr. Bronner's. Yeah. It's like that one with... All the writing all over Right, it. yeah. Who even knows? That could say literally anything. I don't know what it is. Actually, know what I mean? if you re- read it, it says like religious Bible quotes on it. Oh, really? Yeah, it does. Oh, see, I had no clue. It's just too much to read. So that's an easy option to find. You could find that pretty much anywhere. Some companies um, actually make their own like soap for soap it. Soap for it. Um, and in between cycles, you boil it in hot water for 10 to 20 minutes to kill any bacteria. So yeah, that seems like a really great option. And actually, because we don't have our own experience with this, I did ask one of our friends who does, and this is her quote. I am reading it for you guys. It says, I've always had a pretty heavy period. I've always, I would always bleed through tampons even when they were, weren't even full. My friend suggested the Diva Cup and it has been amazing. I barely ever leak. I can go six plus hours and not have to worry about it. Also, it's good for the environment because I'm not throwing away four applicators a day. And it has really been Mm -hmm. a game changer when it comes to that time of the month. That is a quote from one of our good friends, Taylor. Thank you for providing us with that quote. But yeah, I think there's a lot of- That's a cosign. That's a big cosign right there. Yeah. And we're not being paid for this. This is just totally- We've literally never used them. We've never- The two of us. (laughs) So again, I think why a menstrual cup would be a good option for you is that it's environmentally friendly. There's no waste. It's reusable. There's no plastic applicators like our friend said. You know, it's really good for people with heavy periods because you're not changing your tampon so frequently, Mm -hmm. worrying about leaking all, all throughout the day. Also, menstrual cups don't contain chemicals that tampons and pads can contain. Mm -hmm. Those dyes, the bleaches, things like that that aren't good for your 
vaginal health, this is a great option. And also something that I learned is that menstrual cups don't dry your vagina out like tampons do, which leads to less infections. See, I didn't even know tampons did that. No, that makes sense because it's like a big cotton ball in yeah, your vagina all day long. Well, and it's meant to absorb. Yeah, so and it so it sense. seems like it's like taking in things that aren't just menstrual blood. Yeah, or- well, I guess also like if you had a tampon, I think that if you use one that's the wrong size, like if you're having a light day but you put a super tampon in, like that's not going to go well. It's going to hurt taking that thing out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever taken a dry tampon oh, out? God. It's like, it's like nails <laughs> on a chalkboard. It's horrible. Okay. So that would be <sighs> great reasons to choose the menstrual cup. Yeah. Another thing that's fairly new, I feel like this is like maybe two years old mm-hmm. at most, is subscription services. So um, a lot of people know like Lola is one of them. There's a ton of them now. Um, and they deliver tampons or pads or uh, some of these services actually deliver um, cups now. Um, and you can customize your box based on how heavy or light your flow is, your preference on what, um, like for example, so I actually have a Lola subscription and I I get the cardboard ones because, first of all... Environment? Well, yeah. I go, warming. I get them for the environment because, you know, it is like, wow, I'm throwing away so many of these little plastic things that it's just filling up a landfill somewhere. At Greta Thunberg. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Greta. You do a great Greta impression, by I the way. I will do it one day on... One day. On it's <laughs> actually Oscar-worthy, but we digress. Um, but I will say, at least the Lola ones... I want to try some other ones as well because when I first got my period when I was like 12, I was given cardboard ones that were like horrible. I remember the old school cardboard horrible. ones. I haven't used them since because I was scarred. Yes. Probably like, literally. <laughs> trying to get it up. <laughs> yes. But the new ones, they've kind of redesigned them. So they, they go in easy and they, you know, it's all good. So I will just say that about the cardboard ones. They also... Um, some of these subscription services do things like pad or uh, they do pads. They also do like lube, condoms. That's really interesting. I know. All kinds of like, you know, sexual health products. Yeah. And that's just so helpful because again, I mean, all women know it's like that time of the month and you have to run to the store and then like you've run out or you forgot or like it just snuck up on you. And I think it'll be nice to have something that's so, you don't think about it and you know that these products are coming to you. Yeah. The other thing that I like about the subscription boxes is that you can customize. I know I already said that, but like, because some people, they have like two super heavy days and then the rest of it's like nothing. So you can customize that. You can get like 10, you know, regular size and four super, whatever you want to do. Right. So that's really nice because if you go to CVS, usually it's just 36 (laughs) of that one size. Yeah. Yeah. So another female wellness product that this is your passion. This is I think. one of my passions are <laughs> period underwear. And I I'm, think I haven't tried these yet. Yes. I think a lot of people are hesitant to try period underwear because I think they think it's like gross or like kind of equivalent to a pad and the fact I just of don't like know how it works. Well, I, I will explain it to you. Yeah, tell that, me. Um, but anyways, I use Thinks, but there's a lot of different companies. And again, this is not sponsored. We are not I sponsored. I genuinely by love my Thinks so much. It changed my period because for me, I had this TSS fear that was instilled in us at an early age in the fact that 
I was going to go to sleep at night with my tampon in, and I was going to wake up, and my leg was going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And I, then I, so then I started using pads at night, which I felt like I was reverting back to my 11-year-old self, and, like, you're crunching around in you're bed. Like in a diaper. And then I have my boyfriend there, and it's like... Yeah, it's like, you know, this is it's so cute. so not cute. <laughs> and so I tried period underwear, and I've absolutely loved my things. Um, it's reusable underwear that are designed for you to, quote-unquote, free bleed into... They are odor resistant, bacteria fighting. They have all these different fabrics in there to make sure that you don't feel wet. Like I've never felt wet. Yeah. You don't smell. There's no smell. And it's constantly killing bacteria. So you're not sitting in like grossness. Um, I've had only positive experiences with it and they run for about... $35, $35, about $38, but they're reusable. So it's a one-time right. purchase. You wash them and you can wear them for a very, very long time. I've had mine for a year now and I don't need to replace them anytime soon. So it's a great investment. And they come, correct me if I'm wrong, but they come in like multiple styles, right? Like yeah, There's so many, there's like, I have this, um, the high-waisted, I wear that to, at sleep at night because I feel like when you're laying I don't know. I don't know if the, the blood travels backwards or I, something. I like a high-waisted Yeah, moment. so I have like a high-waisted one that's really cute, and I wear it around my boyfriend, and I don't think he knows what it is, and he just thinks I'm wearing these like cute underwear Yeah, and doesn't think twice. And I also have like a bikini style. They have um, hip huggers, hip huggers, hip, yeah. boxer shorts, yeah. those ones. Yeah. They have all different styles, and they have different... Um, weights <laughs> like ab- absorbencies oh okay they have different absorbencies and the fact that you can choose this underwear is one tampon equivalent this underwear is two tampon oh, equivalents or you can okay. you can actually change it in terms of pads or whatever you're used to wearing so you can kind of regulate oh, okay i can wear this for as long as i would two tampons or as long okay. as i would um pad or two pads or things like that and so it's really changed the game in terms of night. I only wear these at night for me, mm-hmm. but they've really changed the game. I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing them during the day. I think I would feel weird at like work or something. Yeah. But at night, awesome. I actually really do want to try these. I that think is one. you should. I and they're good for, and environmentally friendly again. Yeah. So A lot of these products now are environmentally friendly, which is important yeah so yeah i would say the benefits are that they're reusable they're environmentally friendly there's nothing inside of you nothing inserted again if you're intimidated by the menstrual cup putting Mm -hmm. it in and how it all works and if it's uncomfortable you don't have to worry about that at all and i would say it is great for first time period perioders menstruators i guess my sisters are 11 and 12 and they're probably cringing they would never listen to this anyways but yeah. if they did and so they're like right at the age we're like any day now mm-hmm. you know something's gonna happen mm-hmm. and they have things in their little period drawer oh, and they have it in their lockers at school and so if they oh, were to I get it that. they would just you know switch out and not be so intimidated with like how do i put a pad yeah, on like, and what do i do with this which yeah is, I feel like just was a horrible experience in my Honestly, how come everybody got their period at school? That's my question. I was so lucky. I was at home. Oh, yeah. You took the day off. I, I fake sick that day. I didn't even know I was getting my period. Psychic. It was just, it was a great situation. I got mine in PE. Can, in PE. So classic, though. Sixth grade PE in the locker room. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, God. All right. So let's talk about... Um, 
other feminine wellness products, um, there's a company, there's a, a few companies we found like, um, there's one called Love Wellness that you really like. I really like it because this isn't in terms of... Uh, also, we're not sponsored by this. We're not. No, nothing we say here is sponsored. <laughs> we're not sponsored. We just genuinely like this stuff. So Love Wellness is a really cool company. It's actually by Lo from The Hills. The Hills. She, I think she actually started on... Uh, What's it called? Newport Beach. What's it? Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. But anyways, she started this female wellness company that has all types of products, all natural and things like that. And I've actually used their boric acid suppositories um, for like yeast infections and things like that, kind of feeling like an imbalance down there. Mm -hmm. Something that I had no idea about growing up. You know, you just know about like monostat or whatever. Nobody ever says boric acid. No. And so she has these so many great little products that like pH balance wipes, things like that, that are great for female wellness, all natural. And I think let women experiment with different products and yeah. different product types and so and that's like just an example of a great brand i think also i was looking on their website you can get some of those things on subscription as well Ooh, mm-hmm. just all in one just like get it all sent straight to your door um and also support female business hello we love it <laughs> um the other i think major update which i kind of talked about with everything being more environmentally friendly is that a lot of the products now have different standards for quality. Yeah, I think back in the day, it was straight up ratchet. It was like super ra- And also like, why was everything scented? Don't what? even get me into scented. Scented tampons. Why? It's, why? I, I really that do believe no it's sense. from this like fe- anti-female mindset, like trying to get women to think that they smell bad, yeah. that their vaginas need to smell good all the time for men. Like, But like a tamp inside, do you think anybody's smelling <laughs> inside your uterus? What the fuck? <laughs> so, you know, things have changed and now pads and tampons, um, a lot of them are organic. Even like uh, Tampax has 100% organic pads and tampons because previously and still the normal thing is that they're made with cotton that's been treated with something called glyphosate is that the bleach no they also bleach them so they're (laughs) they're usually bleached with chlorine and then dunked in this stuff called glyphosate which is um roundup so like the cotton is sprayed with roundup they they harvest it (laughs) They make them into tampons and they bleach them. Great. With chlorine. Seems like something I just want to shove up my vagina. Yeah, why not? And so the problem is that um, the World Health Organization says that they have no idea what the long-term effects are, but they think, I'm not even, I shit you not, it probably, quote unquote, probably causes cancer. Yeah, probably. Probably. (laughs) We're not totally sure because we don't spend any money looking into female health at all, but we think it will probably kill you. (laughs) So I think a lot, a lot of, also please note that the companies owned by women are the ones that are like, hey, I think we should get like organic tampons. Yeah. So, you know. It does scare me how many years I used scented. Scented who fucking knows what. Who knows what. what. Definitely all of middle school, all of high school and some of college. I didn't start using organic tampons till like a year and a half ago. I did have my gynecologist tell me, you can't have scented things near your vagina. So now I even my laundry detergent, I don't with my underwear, I don't have scented yeah. detergent anymore yeah. because she was like, "Yeah, that's not chill." It is not chill. <laughs> it is unchill actually. 
Okay, so the next topic that we wanted to tackle to update this periods 2.0 talk is about pain management. And I think... And pain in general. Pain in general. And I think when we first first have this talk in fifth grade, you're told, you know, Advil and a heating pad and... Yeah, a water bottle. Yeah, tough it out. And my favorite one was bananas. Just eat a banana. Just eat a banana, all your cramps will go away. And I know there is like some correlation between potassium and like pain i I feel like that's for like runners that's like you get a leg cramp and you eat a banana it's also for like very mild like if you're having really bad pain that banana is not gonna do jack shit if i'm in excruciating pain and you hand me a banana (laughs) catch my fist in your fucking face okay so yeah i think there's a lot of updates to pain management one being birth control as a form of pain management for really bad, heavy periods. Mm -hmm. It is, I think, the first thing that doctors recommend. Mm -hmm. It does make periods lighter, more milder, and more easy to manage. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is something that people should look into and know about and something that I wish I knew. Not that I would have started birth control in fifth grade, but just that is a way to manage pain, and that's something that I think we need to be more aware of. Yeah. And also that everybody has different pain. So like I've been so lucky in my life where my periods are pretty mild, whereas yours were and are sometimes debilitating. Yeah. So everybody's pain tolerance is different. You know, your one of your friends might be like totally fine and another friend might have to stay home from school. You know what I mean? And we will get into that in a second. We'll get into that. But um, another option that's new, and this one's probably like the newest, I think, is CBD oil. Um, they There's actually a brand called Foria. It's F-O-R-I-A. Foria Wellness. And they make a CBD oil suppository. My friends swear by yeah. this. My friend got the IUD inserted, which as women we know is a very painful yeah. process sometimes. No and thanks. she used the Foria Wellness CBD suppository and it helped her pain so much. Yeah. So I think that that's a, that's a great option. Um, and it's also kind of a more holistic option. Yeah. If not, that's right for you. No heavy... There's no, you know, chemicals or like hormones involved. Whereas with birth control, it doesn't affect. There's other side effects for sure. Mm -hmm. And so, actually, another pain management technique is something called a tens device. Yes. So you just got this, right? I well, I've actually had it for a while because I have very debilitating periods, which I will talk about in a second. But tens devices are called. Let me try to get this right transcutaneous transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation let me break that down say that five times fast so it's actually a physical device it's a therapeutic device that uses mild electric shock don't be scared to stimulate your nerves to alleviate pain basically what it does is it redirects your pain nerves so if you're having really bad cramps Mm -hmm. and your pain nerves are all right there it kind of just gives you like a little bit it feels like a little tingle like it's not actual pain it's like um kind of like a vibrating sensation on your stomach or Mm -hmm. wherever you're feeling it and now your pain nerves are paying attention to that and not the pain that's happening in your body so it's like psyching out your brain it's like psych. psych. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have a device from a company called Livia. It's an Israeli, an Israeli-based company, and um, I've really liked it. it. It 
doesn't, I wouldn't say like help significantly as much as like an Advil would, but mm-hmm. I think that with an Advil with, with some other stuff, it does all work together. And so if you're really desperate and you're feeling like, I just don't know what to do with my pain, this is something to look into. And it's now more widely available from different brands. And I don't know if you know this, but is there like a price point average on that? Um, I would have to look into it. Okay. I want to say I bought it for somewhere around $100. I was going to say probably about like 100 bucks. Yeah. Cool. Another option that I personally love is acupuncture. Yes, you did this. I did acupuncture. So we're actually going to do a whole, a full episode on birth control. Yes. Um, but when I came off of birth control a few years ago, I had like a full, my body was not cool with it. And I went to acupuncture. No doctor could figure out what was going on. I went to acupuncture. She figured it out super quick and got my period back, didn't have pain. And I continued going to her for actually until I, until I moved away. Um, but it was really, really helpful. You know what? I I didn't, I go to acupuncture for like anxiety and stress and sleep, but I've never thought to go for my, like while I'm on my, I should go like a couple days before my period comes. Oh my God. Yeah. It was because also I had done acupuncture a few times before this time. And I was like, Oh, I don't really think it's doing anything for me. And then this certain practitioner I went to, it was night and day. Wow. So I think you should try. So I think acupuncture would be a good option for you because you, like we've said, have a lot of pain symptoms. Yeah. Well, I would like to just get into this very briefly. I do want to do an entire episode on this because one in 10 women have this which is endometriosis. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And yes, because of that, I had very painful periods. And so in terms of pain management, which we're talking about, I don't want to digress too much because I do want to do a whole episode about this. Mm -hmm. But knowing what pain symptoms are normal and not normal is something I wish I had learned during the fifth grade period talk because I would have known way early on yeah. <laughs> that the symptoms I had were not normal. Um, so I think being aware, being aware of what those common symptoms of endometriosis or PCOS or pelvic inflammatory disease are, you know, pain that's so debilitating that you can't go to work or school, mm-hmm. that's something that's a really big sign. Pain that is causing you to faint or throw mm. up from pain during sex, pain during bowel movements. These are all classic symptoms of something bigger that is not just normal period period pain. Which is crazy that we've been taught to think like, well, you're just going to be in full-blown suffering for a week. Well, yeah, because you're you're told periods are painful. So you have no gauge as to how painful is like this an issue. Right. I just know it's supposed to be painful. I don't know how bad your pain is. You're telling me your cramps hurt. Mine hurt so bad that I'm fainting. Yeah. I guess this is normal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that is not normal. It's absolutely not. So just in terms of pain management, being aware of, of when the pain you're having is actually not normal and when you need to seek further medical advice. And I'm so excited to one day do an episode on endometriosis Mm -hmm. and these pelvic diseases that I think need to be vocalized. That are super, they're actually way more common. They are one in 10 women are diagnosed 
Do you know how many women are not probably diagnosed? half. I think it's probably one in five, one in four. Well, even I was talking with my sister the other day, and she's like, I have this symptom that like really hurts. And I brought it, I told you about it, and you were like, yeah, that sounds like endo. <laughs> that's endometriosis. Yeah. <laughs> And that's on endometriosis. <laughs> okay, so this final part of our periods 2.0 talk that we're having today is kind of going through these rapid fire questions. We actually reached out to some of our girlfriends and asked them like, hey, what questions do you guys have still about periods that have not been answered? Yeah. And we got about what, five questions yeah. that were the most common that we're going to answer right now that we did our research on. And the first one is, what are period poops? You're passionate about this too. <laughs> I'm very passionate about this because it is so common and it is something that I think we should have learned about in yes. this fifth grade talk because yeah, it's uncomfortable and it's weird, but it does happen to a lot of women. I know it doesn't really happen to you, Natalie. No, and this is the crazy thing too is that like in school, like I never even learned about this. So I didn't even really know this was a thing until they asked this question. Cause I'm like, this does not happen to me. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of women that this affects. And yeah. basically to answer this, what are period poops? They are a change in consistency, frequency, smell of your stools during that time of the month. And yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to this. You can either have diarrhea or constipation or a mixture of both. And it's just like this whole other world of poops that <laughs> happen during <laughs> your period. And we did some research on it. And this is actually because of something called, I'm going to try to say this correctly, prostaglandins. Prostaglandins. Which I think feel like it sounds to like prostate gland, which we do not have. We don't have, but I feel like maybe we do. No, we absolutely do not. <laughs> okay. But it is due to something, <laughs> something called prostaglandins, which prostaglandins. are a group. Um, we could be saying that wrong, but. I know. And I have my friend. Some of my friends are in med school and they're going to be listening to this. Like, My oh, sister's my. a legitimate doctor. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't run this by her. but <laughs> <laughs> We did do our research and this is what we came up with. And um, they're a group of hormones that cause the uterine to cramp and constrict during your period. However, they can still affect your intestines. So those cramps that you're getting in your uterus are also cramping on your intestines so it's actually making you go more if it's cramping at a certain point or it's oh. restricting you from going which is going to cause that constipation um so okay. that's what's going on it is completely normal if that happens to you it happens maybe to that's so why maybe that's why i don't really get this because i don't really get horrible cramps yeah it might have totally has mm, to do with that, that makes sense yeah. So how to manage period poops is ibuprofen is a great way. It helps to manage the inflammation of the intestines of your uterine. So all of that inflammation down there, the less inflammation you're going to have, the less intense your period poops are going to be. And another way to manage your period poops are just to knowing that they're normal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women are going through it. And so you don't have to think that this is some strange, weird symptom that you can't talk about with your friends yeah. or that you don't really know. You're if like, this is am I secretly dying? And I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You're not <laughs> dying. It's completely normal. And it's a part of this period menstruation process. Ugh, wow. Here's the other, another question we got was, what is the bleeding that you experience while you're on the pill? Because yeah, that's it's actually not technically a period. Yeah, it's, it is kind of confusing because if you're taking birth control and then at the end of your pack, you're getting a period. You think you're getting a period. You're like, I, when I was on this? birth control, I fully thought I was having a period. Yeah. Well, I did not know that I wasn't. 
So please explain to us. So actually, this is something that is called withdrawal bleeding. So if you're on the pill, the bleeding that you're experiencing at the end of the month, because now that your pack is up, is not a real period. You're not ovulating and you know going through that same process. What you're actually experiencing is a drop in hormones that you know, from taking those water pills. Mm -hmm. And now your lining of your uterus is shedding because of that, but you're not ovulating. You're not going through those normal processes. You can still, of course, at any time on the pill, get pregnant. So don't think that like you're still chilling (laughs) because you're, you're not, you know, there Mm -hmm. is like a, a percentage of ineffectacy with the, um, pill. But mm-hmm. yes, you're not experiencing a normal period. It's actually called withdrawal bleeding, and it's just from a drop in the hormones. And you're not actually ovulating. I know. Which is crazy, because I remember one time I was trying to, I just wanted to know, like, when I was on birth control, I, I was actually thinking, like, oh, I want to know when I ovulate. I think I was trying to, like, sync up to the moon or something, because <laughs> I'm just like that. But... And then I realized, I'm like, oh, I'm not even ovulating. I didn't know that I wasn't ovulating. Yeah, you're, you're not. You're not, not ovulating. You're not. It's crazy that we just don't know these things. So our third question was, what are clotting disorders? Yeah, and this was something actually that Natalie and I didn't know about until one of our friends really asked us know. this question. Yeah, and so it was interesting to learn. So actually, as many as one in 10 women who think that they just have a super heavy period actually have a clotting disorder called Von Willebrand disease. Wow, that's a very fancy name. It might be Von Willebrand. I feel like it's Von Willebrand Willebrand disease. (laughs) It's also called VWD, um, which basically it makes it hard for you to stop bleeding once you're on your period. Wow. So your blood isn't like clotting properly, Right. right? So... Some symptoms of this is like if you soak through a pad or a tampon every two hours um, or if you bleed for more than seven days or if you have um, clots that are larger than a quarter. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just get like a blood clot. Oh, yeah. Whoa, what the hell? (laughs) So if you get like a really big one, if these are... If these are common, you might have this. Um, you can learn more. We got this information on womenshealth.gov. Who I love a .gov. I love a .gov. And um, the big thing with this, it's not like you're going to die. It's not like this really scary disease. Mainly, it's just you can become anemic, which, you know, you can be really tired and And just deficient. also to know why you're bleeding so heavy. Just yeah. like having that knowledge and that awareness and being able to seek you know, people who are experiencing the same thing as you could be really helpful. Sometimes there's a relief in knowing, like, I'm sure once you figured out you had endo, it was like, thank God there's an answer to this (laughs) because this is insufferable. So yeah, that's, um, that was something we learned through, through this podcast. And so hopefully, you know, maybe this resonates with you that you, maybe you are somebody that has a really heavy period and, Maybe you should look into this. Again, it's called Von Willebrand. It's W-I-L-L-E-B-R-A-N-D disease. So check that out. Another question we got is what is cycle syncing? And I didn't know this, but Natalie actually had some experience with cycle syncing. So cycle syncing is sort of like this. It's this one's pretty new. This is like a, you know, biohacking is like a thing now. I do not. Oh, it's like, you know, people do like blue light glass blocker glasses. Yeah, so things like that. So cycle syncing basically is the fact that, so obviously through your menstrual cycle, your hormones are shifting 
And I mean, I'm not talking about just the week you're bleeding. I mean, the full cycle, you're right? Like, yeah. The ovulation, the follicular, the luteal phase, all these different phases in the month. Um, your hormones are shifting, which makes, it causes you to feel and act differently, kind of based, based on what little cycle you're in. Exactly. So cycle syncing is just adjusting your behavior, like what you eat, how you exercise, things like that to support your body as it navigates through the changes so you can feel your best. So like, for example, your workouts, like during your period, just nap. Like, don't even do it. You know what I mean? Or like a light yoga. Do like a really light yoga, things like that. And actually, this was this whole concept was invented by a functional nutritionist named Elisa Vitti. She wrote a book called Woman Code, which explains it. I actually read it a few years ago. I, I really want to read it even though I'm on the pill, which means I don't really go through these phases, but yeah. still, I'm yeah. interested it's in it. It's interesting. Even if you were, even if you're on the pill, I think it's really interesting information. She has a ton of information on there in that book, um, especially on PCOS. If you have PCOS, this girl is the go-to. Um, also, if you go to your podcast, whichever you, whatever you listen to podcasts on, if you search her name, Elisa Vitti, V-I-T-T-I, um, She's on so many podcasts. Well, maybe she'll be on this one. Maybe she'll be on this one. you won't have to search her name anywhere Uh else. (laughs) Yes. So that is cycle syncing. Okay, and so the last question that we got about periods and that we wish, our friends had wished they had learned during their fifth grade period talk is how do you get blood out of anything? Because Isn't that funny? It's like <laughs> we we just like get blood on all kinds of stuff. I know, and like I when I had endo when I had my endo surgery, I um, was bleeding a lot because my I just had surgery literally on my uterus. Yeah, and um, I like bled through my sheets, and it's on my mattress, and I'm really upset about yes. it. Happens to the best of us, it honestly. Does. Well, so this is what I did. So as you guys probably know by now, if you're a loyal listener. I'm part of a, f- a Facebook group called the Clean Not Mean Friendship Club. Here we go again. Okay. <laughs> and I love it. But so I I reached out on that group and this is how you do it. They say it has to be cold water. Okay. And peroxide. Just what, straight what is, peroxide. Like hydrogen peroxide? What is peroxide? Peroxide's like um it's like a chemical. Okay. Yeah. So it's sort of like bleach but it's not so, but the key is that you cannot let it dry because once it sets into the fabric, it's really, really hard to get out. So if if you like stained your sheets or whatever, as quickly as you can, cold water and peroxide. Also, they say there's a really good product called Wine Away, which I guess we should just get we in should general with, with, with our... all the wine we drink. Um, and that apparently is really good too. And you can get that on... You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at um, Cost Plus World Market, like random places. What's it called again? Wine Away. Wine Away. Wine Away. So Blood Away, Wine Away, blood away wine whatever away. away. I guess anything that's a deep red color will come out <laughs> with that product. <laughs> okay, so those were our unanswered questions that are now answered yes. by us if you guys have more questions about periods that you want us to do we another would episode love to do it part two we would love to do a part two we'll do a part 12 if you want (laughs) and we are going to do episodes on specifically birth control questions specifically endometriosis Endometriosis. questions and things like that that so look forward to that in the future 
But Natalie, let's now circle back to not whining away the wine that we have yes. right now, which is the Mary Vale 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley. Actually, do you want to know something kind of funny? When I was like six or something, I used to go over to Maryvale because their winery was like right by my house. And I would go help them pick grapes off of their conveyor belt. Did you pick this wine, Natalie? There's a chance. <laughs> There's a chance that six-year-old Natalie picked the grapes for this crush. Okay. So let's talk about our hottie. This is the first female hottie of the week. This is the first female hottie of the week in which we had to do. We're doing episode. a periods episode. We can have a guy. girl. And so our hottie of the week is, I mean, like, no one's going to be surprised by this. There's no one on planet Earth that would be surprised by this choice. She's a mega boss, singer, entrepreneur, style guru, just all of the She's above. Everything. She is my girl crush always. It is Rihanna. It is Robin Rihanna Fenty. Okay. Rihanna, I actually think it is Rihanna. It's actually Rihanna. It is. Rih- it is. I can Rihanna. never call her Rihanna. I know. Though. We'll call her Rihanna for this, but yeah. we we do recognize that her name is Rihanna. Um, so. We're going to rate this wine, this Maryville Cabernet, from one to Rihanna, which Rihanna is... Power. Power. Strong. Doesn't give a fuck. But she also has an island vibe. I love her voice. She's so chill. Have you ever seen Day Drinking with Seth and Rihanna on YouTube? YouTube, you gotta YouTube it. She's I the would, most fun. I want to go out with her. I would do anything romantically and to the club, <laughs> in every sense of the word. In every Please. sense of going out with Rihanna, she, I am into it. She sang a cover of "Darling Nikki" by Prince. Oh, in college. we were actually we went together. We did. I think we saw her a few times together. It was when she had red hair. Okay, yeah, yeah. It. I was shooketh. I remember just being like, jaw open. The first time I saw Rihanna live was at Kanye West's Glow in the Dark tour. She opened for Kanye. Oh my God. She was the opening act. Oh my God. You know what I'm remembering now? That show we were at, the one that she sang Darling Nikki, J. Cole was the opener. It's just crazy to think about. Crazy. Literally had to be like 2006 or something like wow. that. Wow. Very, very Ponder wild. replay. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's rate this Maryville wine from one to Rihanna. So I do have to say, as I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not a fan of cabs. I like this I like, cab. I like it a lot. It's very I really smooth. like it. It's... It's I a twenty sixteen, so it's eight it's like a good age too. Yeah. Four years old. Four years. I, I would give it a nine. Let's go f- fucking yeah. Let's do nine. Yes. So we're gonna give this a nine. One Out two of Rihanna, Rihanna. Which is let me tell you, that's a that's a cosine and a half. <laughs> if I've ever heard one. And we we don't know. I might have had I might have picked these grapes myself. We just don't know. We don't we don't even know. So it's the time of the show where we do one last little game. And today we are doing Who'd Who'd You Rather? rather? So we've written these for each other. And Natalie's already laughing, which I'm very nervous as to what her Who'd You Rather for me is. Oh, she's dead. It's just insane what I I came up with. (laughs) 
<laughs> mine's not in Santa Ana. Mine's so bland. Oh, God. You hit me first. Okay, so mine is really just an ode to our original loves, the Jonas Brothers. I knew you were going to say the Jonas Brothers. I feel like we've had changing opinions about them throughout the years. So I am interested in who'd you rather right now? <sighs> Nick okay. Jonas. Nicholas Jonas uh-huh. or Joe Jonas, Joseph Jonas. Joseph or Nicholas. Well, you know, I used I was a big Nick J fan. You were especially Whoa. diabetes, type we, one diabetes. We both got type one. And um, but you know, when I see Joe with Sophie, I'm like, this guy is fun. He is I feel like you'd have a good time. Me with and him. Joe would have the best time. So I'm gonna go with Joe. Okay. I think, yeah. Joe. You you grew into Joe. I grew in because you used to be Joe Jonas Central. number one fan club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather between the well, obviously Joe still or I, have you I'm changed? Not, I'm not gonna say. It's not my question to answer. Oh well, do you wanna hear your question? <laughs> <laughs> Mine is so wildly different. Would who would you rather, Corinne? Oh no. Corinne Marie Fox. Mike Myers as the cat in the hat <laughs> or Jim Carrey as the Grinch. Okay, so this is actually really hard because I have recently watched Cat in the Hat. I watched you did? I watched it with my little sister. The Mike know. Myers Cat in the Hat. <laughs> yeah. So you and nobody else have seen that movie. Have you seen it? I well, when it came out, I saw oh, it. Oh yeah, but. no, I recently watched it. I'm not kidding. Two weeks ago. So that is so funny. So I actually did watch it, and he is a hoot, and it is so fun and funny. Mike Myers is hilarious. But, okay, there is something about the Grinch. He's, like, up in that cave, and he's, like, <laughs> tortured and, like, mad. And I would be into the Grinch. Also, you know what? I bet you if the Grinch had an astrological sign, what do you think it'd be? Scorpio? I was going to say a Cancer. Oh, because, very cancer in his feelings. Got yeah. me in my feelings. He's in his feelings completely, but his exterior is like. Mm. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Totally. And I love cancers. Very cancer vibe. Yeah. I totally see that. Okay, so yeah, I would say the Grinch, just because I'm into that, like the the, the mystery, the, the intrigue, the, the like the kind of like primal rage. Yeah, he's I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Corinne likes a giant so green great. Okay, I'm going to get better at these, I swear. I don't know. Where did you even get? Where, I don't want to know. I, I don't. You know what? This morning, I was trying to think of, like, who should I use for who would you rather? And I thought, Mike Myers as the cat in the hat. And then, obviously, Jim Carrey as the Grinch. Wow. Those are great ones. So. Okay, so thank you for tuning in to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? We will be back. Yes, we will. Next week with another episode, so make sure to tune in. Tune in. Also, um, follow us on Instagram at Am I Doing This Right right Pod. We would love to connect with you, and uh, we love you so much. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.